0: This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences and build clinics for good. Now it's time to grow your clinic. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. Thank you very much for joining us today. Really excited to bring another guest to the podcast Mixing things up a little bit, I've been really excited for this one. We have Dan Jones from Archie's Footwear joining us on the podcast today. How are you going, Dan? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm super. But uh, I'm sure many people would be familiar with Archie's, but if they've been living under a rock, yeah. <laughs> give us, give us the, the elevator pitch. What is Archie's Footwear?
1: Okay, so Archie's thongs are basically thongs that look like normal thongs, uh, but have orthotic support in there. So most of the orthotic thongs on the market are sort of a bit, in my view, were a bit heavy and cumbersome. So Archie's thongs aim to be sort of a little bit more of a sleek, um, slim um, thong. And they just look like normal thongs, basically,
0: but have all the benefits of an orthotic thong. Awesome, mate. Well, we'll dive into the story of Archie's, but you're a physio by trade. Yep. Uh, so you've got a health professional background. We'll, we'll dive into that as well. Yep. A couple of quick rapid fire questions for you. One, yep. what, are you, what are you reading right now?
1: Uh, I'm not actually reading any books in particular at the moment, but I'm doing a little bit of reading on the uh, Kurdish situation in Syria. I find that's quite fascinating. Just ethnic uh, ethnic group without a homeland that's that's quite interesting, and, and what's going on there is quite interesting. I think um, so. Do, doing watching a few documentaries and reading what I can on on that, so I find that quite yeah, well. Wow.
0: That's heavy, mate. That's very, yeah, very intriguing. Good
1: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but who inspires you? Who inspires me? I'd probably say, uh, I'd say my dad inspires me. He brought all us kids up by himself quite, quite young. So I'd say, yeah,
0: my dad inspires me, I'd say. When you were growing up, what did you want to be?
1: Uh, it's funny. I didn't even know the meaning of the word entrepreneur until I was about <laughs> six years of age. So I don't know, I I think I maybe grew up wanting to be a physio, but I I didn't really know for a long time. I think it's really hard to know what you want to do when you're a kid. Um, And then I think certainly by playing football myself, playing a lot of sport and being injured a lot of the time I was exposed to physiotherapy. And then that sort of started to probably fixate in my mind as to what I wanted to do. But yeah, I never really grew up with, with, with a strong desire to particularly do anything and certainly being an entrepreneur or starting my own business was far from the world I grew up in. Um, you know, I grew up yabbying and fishing and party grubbing and I made my money by selling, you know, yabbies and, and fish to the local, local stores and also getting golf balls out of the lake and, and selling them mm-hmm. to the golf stores. So I was always naturally a bit of an entrepreneur without actually really knowing what the meaning of the word was or what an entrepreneur was and certainly never wanted to be one
0: yeah right and when you say uh when you say footy which code and what position uh i played uh aussie rules and i was sort
1: of the center half forward ruckman so um yeah that was my my thing in fact to answer the question i probably grew up like most kids wanting to be an afl footballer but <laughs> fortunately,
0: that wasn't to be so well, you've got you've got the build for it so uh it must just be a <laughs> skills shortage Yeah, skills shortage mate <laughs> and uh finally mate what's
1: a motto you live by I don't think I really live by any particular motto, so to speak, like there's not a life mantra or anything like that that I subscribe to. But I think one thing I always have prided myself on, I think it doesn't matter if you fail. Like I'm not concerned about failure, but I am concerned about not trying. So I think for me, biggest thing for me is always to know that you've given 110%. If it so happens it doesn't work out, at least you can hold your head high and know that you gave it your everything. I think that's probably my main, if I was to say anything in particular, that's probably one thing I'd say. And then the other thing is just try and be a good person, I think. Yeah.
0: Love it, mate. Uh, I'm going to throw in a a left field, more of a custom question for you. How many times has the word thong got you in trouble?
1: Uh, Thong gets me in trouble a little bit, uh, particularly if you're dealing with international customers. It's not such a problem here in Australia, but... Thongs are known as so many different things around the world: jandals in the in uh, New Zealand, flip flops in the UK and, and USA, and then I think chancellors or something like that in in Spanish. Um, so there's a whole heap of different names. But certainly, if you're talking about thongs with your international customers, it can raise some uh, some funny uh, some funny
0: remarks. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, well let's let's dive into your story, mate. So you yeah. you kind of spent a bit of time as a patient through physiotherapy and ended up yep. how did you end up in the career of physio and what did that look like for you? Yep,
1: so I actually ended uh, missed out on getting into physio by I think it was half a mark the first time. So I had to go the backdoor way um and I did two years of exercise sports science and then transferred across into into physio from from there. And then obviously it was a four year course and then worked, I studied in Perth. So I worked in Perth for I think a year and then I returned to Melbourne and I must have worked in private practice for about five years in Melbourne, and then one year in Perth. So, totally about six years in the in the industry. So, not okay. long enough to consider myself a physio.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And at what point in that journey did the idea for Archie's arise?
1: I think I was just uh, keep um, realizing a, a familiar problem in that I'd be seeing a lot of patients coming in wearing flat thongs, um, and a lot of those people uh, had overpron- overpronation pronation and I guess other problems such as plantar fasciitis and um, shin splints patellofemoral problems. And, you know, a lot of the time, you know, uh, footwear and um, support was a a common theme. So the issue was that when you tried to suggest more appropriate types of footwear, most of the options that were available weren't overly appealing. And I actually had a patient one day that that said to me, goes, you know, you wouldn't wear these thongs, And then I said, yeah, no, I I wouldn't. So I've I've sort of felt it was, um, you know, I can't be recommending these products to my patients if I'm not actually going, you know, if I wouldn't wear them myself. So I realized that there was a gap in the market, a bit of a light bulb moment. I couldn't really work out why someone hadn't done that before. And I thought there's surely something I'm missing. But then, you know, if it was only that easy as coming up with an idea, that's probably the easiest part of it, the, Hardest part is everything that, that flows in between that idea and actually getting the idea right for, for the market.
0: How long did it take to from initial idea to having a physical product in your hand? Uh,
1: I think I came up with the initial idea in 2011. I undenied about it for about six months because I was looking to open up my own um, physio business. I was sort of looking at opening a franchise-type model um, for a business um and then so you know a lot of people around me were telling me to stick to physio you know you've done all this study um i've I've done all the study and also spent you know a lot of time preparing to open a practice but then i just sort of had this gut feel that if i didn't act on it it, the idea wasn't going to be there forever so then yeah so i would have come up with the idea in about 2011 probably had the initial protos, you know maybe within a year but sort of there's a lot of water under the bridge that sort of flowed the next few years with sort of really trying to get the product right and understanding manufacturing and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was um, yeah quite some time before you've got you know a really good good product.
0: Mm, right, and then I'm assuming there was a time where you were still physio and moonlighting as a product developer. And when did you end up going full time on it? Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think. I must have worked as a physio while the idea was sort of just initially starting. I reckon it must have been for about two or three years and I think those years were just painful because all the time you just, you've just you got this great idea, you've got this the makings of a great product but it's just not ready for market and I think probably the thing that I realise now when looking back and I was working hard and, you know, when you're working a full-time job, it's you know very hard to sort of divide your, your time up. But I don't think in hindsight, I realized the level of dedication and intensity that you need to approach an idea with. Otherwise, these things just do take long. And that's why these ideas in the startup can take three or four years because you need to be going aggressively. Like even now when we develop new products, it's still a couple of years. So try doing that when you've had no experience in the product.
0: So, so what advice would you have if there's, a, if there's a health professional out there, maybe it's a speech therapist or speech yep. pathologist, pardon me, OT, maybe psychologist, physiotherapist, maybe they've got an idea for a product that yep. complements their service. What, uh, what advice would you give them in that early idea stage? I, I think don't give up your day job. You've got to, you,
1: you need money to, to start a product idea. So uh, I think definitely keep working and save your money and spend your money wisely. I think in the early ideas of product development, you're going to burn money and you're going to waste money. You've just got to try and limit the amount of money you waste. And then also quantifying that you've actually got a product that meets a big enough market size, like the market size for our business is really large, but it's still not you know shooting fish in a barrel. It's still hard work. So you know if your idea is only going to satisfy a small part of the market, it may be a great idea, but you've got to ask yourself the question, is that market or is this frustration that you're problem solving big enough to make it you know make it viable because it's also one thing to sell a few products here and there and and make a bit of money but you've got to be making a lot of money before, you know by the time you factor in wages and all the expenses that go with a business so i think you've really got to ask yourself the honest question is the market size big enough and if it only satisfies a very small niche market then you know you might have to work out whether or not you're doing it as a hobby, or whether or not this is you know a legitimate business idea that's worth investing your time into it. Because even if it's not a, a gangbuster idea and crazy, you know it's still going to take an enormous amount of your time and effort. So I think really asking yourself the question is the market size big enough to make it worth me investing and diverting my life and time to this idea?
0: Mm. Um, yeah, it's good advice, man. Yeah. Really good advice. So fast forward to now, paint a picture of Archie's now to the extent that you're able to maybe stockists or pairs sold or whatever you like.
1: Yep, yep. So basically we supply, uh, I think it's roughly about a 1,000 physiotherapists and podiatrists, chiropractors and osteopaths across Australia. Uh, We supply a small amount of specialty running shoe stores. Yeah, and that's basically where we're at. That's our sort of market position is within the health industry. You know, we're looking at potential other areas that we can go into, but at the moment we're quite happy sort of focusing on, on the health market. Um, such a captivated audience is at, at a physio practice or a podiatry practice, um, and you know people are coming to see physios and podiatrists for advice so that when they you know, recommend that you know this type of fo- archies might be a better option than wearing flat thongs, then you know, often the take-up's quite, quite good. So we're quite happy with where the product's positioned and that kind of stuff at the moment.
0: That's awesome, mate. Well done. Congratulations on, uh, on such a wide reach. And I know we stock Archie's in our clinic. Um, we'll link it up at the end, listeners. But if you're interested, it's archiesfootwear.com.au. We'll give you a special wholesale link at the end. But yeah, we're a massive fan. And I'm, I know personally, I'm stoked that you guys have, uh, have gone all in on it. It's, it's been a, a brilliant addition to our clinic, uh, an opportunity for us to add more value to our clients. Uh, they come in at such a great price point. They look Fashionable and trendy, and uh, and they're they're a real practical solution to a problem. Dan, I'm interested. What did you do right at the start? What do you when you look back and you go, "Yep, we I'm really glad we did that." Then,
1: yeah, I, I think I could definitely um, list more things that I did wrong than what I did right. <laughs> But I think the things that we I did right is I, I took action um, and I started the process. It's Again, it's an easy thing to come up with the idea but actually starting it and, and and getting going. I think the other thing is at any time within any business, if it's a business worth pursuing, you're going to hit roadblocks and I certainly hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock and I think probably a lot of people may not have had the persistence to give up. So I'd say one thing I did do right is despite all those challenges, I did just keep my head down, bummer, and persevere because yeah, at, at any stage you're gonna get a point where you're gonna go, this is too hard, what am I doing? And I think at that point you've you've got to work out, you know, that's when you've got to go hard or go home, basically. So I think I did that right. And I think just probably living and breathing it, you've got to know your product and your business inside out. And I certainly did that. So probably the things I, I I did right, but I could certainly
0: list a thousand things I did did wrong. How yeah. do you how do you handle the pushback, Dan? I imagine because you know your product is fairly narrow range. Really, you've got a high and a natural yep. um, arch support they, at yep. the early stages. There wasn't a massive colour range. Yep. How did you handle the feedback that was coming from your users?
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, I guess you've just got to work out whether or not you know, you're going to get feedback from everyone, whether it's the way you run your business, your product. Uh, and I guess you've just got to listen to, I always have the principle of listening to everyone, but at the end of the day, making your own mind up in your own decisions, because then you're responsible for the actions that happen. So I, I think is yeah, just choosing, you know, everyone's got an opinion. So you've just got to work out who you do and don't want to Listen to, but I mean, I think listen to everyone. But you know, at the end of the day, make make your own make your own decisions.
0: Yeah, it's, it's good, mate. It's good. And I think there's a real lesson in there for clinic owners on a meta level around products in general. There'll be clients requesting this product and that product, and suppliers asking to carry full ranges. And so, as clinic owners, we want to listen, yep. but then make decisions that are, are going to meet the needs and create great experiences for our clients at the end that, of the day. that's it dan obviously you've got a uh, you know thousands of of uh stockists now retailers yep. when you look around at yep. those clinics what do the best clinics do well when it comes to stocking archie's for wear
1: i might have touched on this in, in the meeting previously but I'll, I'll go over it um go over it again is uh, i think certainly having a full stand of thongs um is important so having the colors and sizes so that people can purchase them there on the spot but i think the other thing is. Uh, just recommending the thongs, you know, the thongs will sell themselves and some products will sell themselves. But at the end of the day, if you believe in what you're selling, you're not selling anything. And I think if you believe that our thongs are a better alternative than, you know, flat thongs with loose straps, then it's quite easy to sell. So I think that the the best performing stockist of ours truly believe in the product and they don't view it as selling they view it that they are doing the person a favour by recommending them something that may be better than the alternatives. And, you know, you can do this in a clinical way. So if someone, you know, suffers from overpronation, you can go through the the clinical reasons as to why having some support in your footwear is going to be a better option than than flat thongs. But regardless of whether or not um, someone requires support, you know, I don't need support and a lot of the people that, you know, wear our thongs don't need support. So you can just recommend them as a comfortable thong that, you know, had these benefits over, over other thongs. And I think, yeah, the people that do perform the best believe in the product and simply, hey, try them. If you like them, you can take them, but there's no obligation to, to take the advice. It's, it's, it's recommending them and making them aware of the potential benefits that, that there may be.
0: That's awesome, mate. And if I can take that one step further, I know that there's clinics that we work with inside our Clinic Mastery Business Academy. Yep. We've helped them incorporate arches into their templated management plans. Yep. Like you said, there's normally, there often is a, a clinical justification for footwear with arch support. Yep. However, sometimes there may not be and having the ability to prescribe that through a management plan, yes. so we're able to add extra value and, and find solutions to the problems that patients may not even be aware of. So, yep. um, yeah, certainly inside our academy, we love helping clinics build our systems to incorporate products. We also see, Dan, we do this in our clinic, that I as a clinic owner gave all my staff or my team a pair of Archies yes. and for their family. Yes. And what, what that yes. means is sometimes our receptionists or what we call our client experience officers, they're yep. wearing Archies at work. That's their yep. work footwear. They're wearing them on the weekend and they're telling people about them all the time. They're, they're a walking billboard, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely, I think if you can get buy-in from all your staff, uh, team members and, and reception, then that that's definitely going to go a long way for getting everyone in, involved. And it gets them talking about it. I know even some... Um, Clinics have like a, a casual Friday where the clinicians will actually wear the thongs and it's a talking point. You you sometimes spend a lot of time with these patients. So, um, you know, simply, hey, you see you're wearing thongs, you know, you can tell them the story about Archie's and, and you know, how good of a thong they are and what benefits that they may get from wearing them.
0: Absolutely. We've also seen clinics inside the academy uh, work on package deals, so yep. especially at this point Episode should be released prior to Christmas. So if you're thinking about what families often do around Christmas time, it might be a $50 secret Santa that families yep. are doing and packaging a pair of Archies which retail at $35, RR- $35 RRP and, and packaging that, that up with something to the equivalent value of $50 is yep. a great opportunity through summer and the beach and you know that time of year in Australia, uh, yep. really an opportunity to provide more value with Archies. You've seen that happen around the place? Yeah, 100
1: percent. Definitely anything that you can do like that is is definitely gonna help. So yep, agree. I
0: love it, mate. Well, as we look at drawing this to a close, if, if you had the opportunity to speak to clinic owners around how they can provide more value for their clients, whether it's with Archies or incorporating more products, creating better experiences, what would you offer to clinic owners? Again, I'd just go back to to the to the fact that
1: you know, you're know, you only selling if you don't believe in what you're selling and if you if it's a foam roller or if it's orthotics, whether it's thongs, whether it's a pillow, if you believe that they're a good product and the, the person is going to benefit from them, then it's kind of your obligation as a health professional to advise them to uh, the benefits of, of that product and why they should go with it. And then again, it's up to the individual as to whether or not they take you up on that advice. So, um, I think that's probably my my main piece of advice is is if you believe in what you're selling, then do the person a favour and educate them about the benefits of that product.
0: I love it, mate! It's brilliant, sage advice. Uh, I received similar advice from Shane Davis and Peter Flynn, who are uh, part of our Clean Mastery team, around if we're recommending patients to you know roll a golf ball under their foot, or we're applying tape, or these sorts of things, maybe strengthening for Tib post we're almost doing them a disservice to not offer them archies.
1: Yeah, yeah, the reality yeah. is they're
0: going to be buying footwear somewhere and often for an equivalent or dearer price, right? Yep. And so if we can provide a, a cost-effective solution that addresses their problems and not offer that to them, yep. really are we doing the right thing by them as health professionals? I think you're spot on. 100%. No, agree. Awesome, mate. Now, if there's a clinic owner thinking, oh, we could stock, Archie's, how do we go about that? Have you got somewhere that we can send them they can inquire and ask some questions?
1: Yep, they can go to uh, www.retailers.archiesfootwear.com.au. That's our wholesale website. Um, Basically, that link allows you to sign up and create an account. It only takes about two minutes. Um, We then assess that application just to see if there's um, no clashes with other stockers in the area or anything like that. And then if that's all good, you're right to start ordering. We offer free two, uh, two free samples for each stockist that signs up that's interested in trying their thongs. We've also got a six-month money-back guarantee. So if you tried to stock them uh, and it just didn't work the way that you wanted, then, um, yeah, we can give you a full full refund.
0: That's awesome, mate. So listeners, we'll make sure we link up any of these links in our show notes over at Clintmastery.com forward slash podcast uh, and we'll, we'll link up that as retailers with an S. Is that right, Dan?
1: A retailers with an S, yep. WW retailers,
0: yep, with an S, yep. dot dot com dot au. Super stuff, and definitely recommend clinics. Get on board, even if you're not the, the stock standard, maybe physiotherapist or podiatrist. If you are a, a psychologist or a speech therapist, a speech pathologist, my apologies. Think outside the square and how can we provide these extra additional solutions for our clients? Dan, that's been an absolute ripper. If people wanted to check you out on the socials, is uh, is Archie's on Instagram, and Facebook?
1: Yeah, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just uh, Archie's footwear is all you need to search for, and
0: you should be able to find us. Super, mate. That's been really useful. I'm sure clinic owners would absolutely love it. Listeners, if you're tuning in and, and you've loved this, why don't you jump in and and give us a review or rating on your player of choice, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. We really appreciate those reviews and ratings coming in. Let us know what you thought of Dan or get in touch directly with Dan on social media or on their website. Dan, thank you again for joining us. Listeners, thank you for joining us. And we can't wait to bring you another episode again really soon. Make sure you check out the show notes over at clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And we'll be bringing you another episode again really soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.